Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 12 of the regular wrestling review. I'm Andrew Vindelis, joined always by the general manager of ECCW, Taylor Yates. And Taylor, we pulled a cat out of the hat for this one. Yes, we have. Of New Legacy Inc. fame, it is Dino Winwood. How you doing? Hello, hello. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I, we said uh, we pulled the cat out of the hat. I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna think it's slipped. But no, it's it, it's me. Oh it's damn! Dino. Now I'm gonna have all the NL fans mad at me. Now, guys, I'm one <laughs> of you. I am one of you. Ski whoa, ski whoa, ski whoa. All that good stuff. Yeah. Now, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, you know. But Dino, it is great to have you on the regular wrestling review. For anyone who isn't familiar with you, uh, you have the floor, man. What do you do? How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, I am, uh, I guess, well, to put it in wrestling terms, I am the NWO silver of New Legacy uh, compared to the <laughs> the original black and white and then the wolf pack that's now, that's now uh, aligned with New Legacy, the famous people. And then I'm, uh, I'm the, the Bret Hart of it. That's not good, by the way, if you know your wrestling history. <laughs> but yeah. uh, yes, I do, uh, I do voices and impressions and stuff i make all the old references that i'm pretty sure like five people get in the chats um uh i i, I consider myself the more annoying member of <laughs> legacy <laughs> but i mean it's it's always fun i love i love broadcasting with them i was also a commissioner for pro wrestling gorilla within its golden era meaning the area where people don't really buy the dvds because there's not enough fly-ins but uh uh yes i am <laughs> what you may call a, I guess, a cult figure of some sorts, but uh, yes, uh, meaning, which is a nice way of saying not a lot of people know who I am, but I'm, I'm definitely, I've been around. But I've hey, man, around. the people who know you love you, clearly. Exactly. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, man. Um, we're very honored to have you on the show, and you actually recommended the match you're going to, we're going to be watching in just a few minutes, uh, Katsuyori Shibata and can't say uh, Sasaki. I definitely butchered that name. It's been a long time. That was day. terrible. But totally Taylor, you didn't, you didn't call him Takamichi Noko or any of that. Hiraku Shida. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Oh, we could oh, be here no. all day on that and just JR for that matter. But Dino, <laughs> you, you mentioned it. You are a uh, connoisseur of impressions. And that is no secret to anyone who has watched your involvement with NL, with anything that pretty much has wrestling and silliness related to it and you have brought a lot of smiles i have to say but uh i'm gonna plop this in the discord chat right now because I, I i ran it by you and i'm very happy that you're willing to do an impression on the podcast but i tried to do some digging and think of something okay. you, some combination you have right. you have never really oh, tried oh, well. but it's a familiar voice of yours but at the okay. request of one of our listeners brad would you please do the Steiner math promo in Paul Heyman's voice? God damn it. In, God damn it. I knew it was <laughs> Paul Heyman. God damn it. Hey, he's from Philly, too, so, so that's why. I know. He's, oh, God damn it. Okay, so let me look up the word for word because I'm a stickler for that shit. I know you are. Uh, I actually I have a sticker of the promo with like oh, a little perfect. cartoon of Scott Steiner on my laptop. So I That's can't share it. So unfortunately, oh, I can't well, share. It. But well, it's good to know that you have it. So yeah, I do have it. It's a thought and people that look counts. At it like what's what is that? Is that a Bible verse? It's like mm, kind of a Bible <laughs> verse. It's kind of a, it's a Bible verse to us. Yeah, it to really is. Fans. It really, really is. 
Um, let me see here. Why the fuck is oh copy pasta? I thought it said creepy pasta. I'm like, why is that uh, a creepy pasta? <laughs> I don't think that's a creepy you pasta. Say the Scott Steiner promo five times in the mirror. It'll appear <laughs> behind you and hit you with a Steiner recliner. And it'll call you so, a fat ass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he will. He will. He's <laughs> fat. There's a creepy pasta. Reddit, you have twenty four hours. Right. Make it happen. <laughs> Let's oh see God. here. They have it in is this lyrics? Okay. They're they, genius. Okay. So I have yes, it on have a lyrics too. website. It's on a fucking lyrics website. That's so. sensational. <laughs> okay. Here Dino, we go. Dino, you have the floor, my man. God damn it. I, okay. <sighs> okay. You know, they say that all men are created equal, but look at me and you look at Samoa Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally, if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak. I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. Then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, the innovator of Perk, Yes. And you, your chances of winning drastically go down. See the three-way dance at Sacrifice at the Hammerstein Ballroom. You got a 33 and a third best naked gun ever chance of winning. But I, I got 66 and two-thirds chance of winning. Because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me. And he's not even going to try. <laughs> so Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance. Minus 25% chance. And you get an 8 and one third chance of winning at barely sacrifice. <laughs> but then you take my 75 Percent chance of winning if we was to go one on one <laughs> and then add 66 two thirds percent. I got 141 two thirds chance <laughs> of winning at sacrifice to remember. And see, Joe, those numbers don't lie. In fact, they spell disaster for you. <laughs> At pay-per-view sacrifice wave ninety-seven. <laughs> that is. Oh my god, Dino Winwood, dude. Oh my god. That was. I. You know what? I think Paul Heyman needs to break that out. Coming to the road to WrestleMania for Roman Reigns. I think that's that is a Roman Reigns promo waiting to happen. <laughs> that's actually the equation that Paul Heyman used to do before he paid the ECC uh, the ECW talent, but. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're still waiting on that check, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. If I if I died tonight and that was the last thing I heard, that that that's all I needed. Thank you so much, Dino, for that. You're welcome. And and thank you, Brad, for that bastardization of a request. That's all I have yes. to say. But um. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Oh my God, Dino, you requested uh, Shibata and Sasaki from BML. Yes. Why did you uh, pick this match, I guess, before we get into it? 
Yes. Well, uh, BML. Yeah, I'm. I'm all about doing the research. I always do. I tend to do the hashtags, do the research, or watch more wrestling and stuff like that. Mainly because this is a promotion that I have not heard anybody talk about. And the thing about BML is, it was like a neutral territory for all promotions to bring their heavy hitters and just fight it out. And so the fact that Shibata took on Kensuke um, in this promotion that is known, like think of, think of this uh, for, for those of you listening, think of this, think of never the never open weight promotion. That's the best way I can describe it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard hitters. It's a lot of people who are known to be a little snug in the ring. And uh, you can actually, if you want to see all of Shibata's work in this, there is actually, you could look up the Shibata collection on the Big Mouth Loud channel. But I chose this one because I love Shibata and I love Kensuke. So just thought I would, we would check this out tonight. I mean, I mean, you sent me the match and I sent it to Taylor and I was like, this is what Dino picked. I just got to say, this is probably going to be a war. <laughs> Taylor, yeah. Like, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I am super excited for this. And also, like you explain I've not heard of this this promotion before, but like just the idea of that of a place that's like anyone can like all the promotions can kind of team up. Man, can you imagine if that some if we had something like that today? Oh and yeah. I'm not talking about the AEW TNA uh NJPW partnership. No. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking anyone from anywhere just coming in you know dropping off their big guys i mean maybe you know two three times a year make it something big oh that would be like like a super card in a way but under yeah Yeah. it's kind of like a no man zone in professional wrestling dino from what you've laid out at least and from what i can deduce from that yep absolutely and uh yeah I, i feel that it would definitely do really good business and uh uh yeah i mean that's just a, a big uh hard-hitting super card yeah well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess I only have one last question before we dive into this match with the one and only Dino Winwood. Dino, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Taylor, are you ready? Hell yeah, I'm ready. All right, so we are going to have the link to this match in the description of the podcast so y'all can watch along. Y'all can look it up on YouTube as well. Katsuyori Shibata and Kensuke Sasaki from Big Mouth Loud. And we are going to go on three. I'll count one, two, three. I have fucked this up way too many times. So in the past. many times. <laughs> almost, almost every time. And, and after, after we finish, I just go, God damn it. Did I really fuck up the count again? And Taylor's like, yep. <laughs> All right. So we're going to count slowly this time. Okay. All righty. We are going to get going. Shibata and Sasaki. One, two, three. Hey, I didn't actually botch it that time. Let's go. Hooray! What up? Such a beautiful Japanese wrestling entrance here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Shibata <laughs> out of the gate. Of course. Because, you know, Shibata. Well, because why not? Yep, plus you're about to face a big stonewall shit brick house as uh, Kensuke Sasaki. So is this... Uh, 2006. So this is... Before he went on that little kickboxing thing he wanted to do and then came back, right? Do I have my history right? Yeah, I do believe so. A very interesting career this uh, yeah. this Katsuyori Shibata had. Oh, yeah. And I, I got into him 
like when he retired and what a damn shame dude because now every time i watch a shibata match i'm like i miss this i really miss the wave on it oh absolutely i was uh i was fortunate enough to catch him and ishii in uh the g1 2013 because I, I was just like okay i haven't seen new japan in forever and you know what this is the g1 i, I think what a better time to dive right in and uh yeah it was their match against each other oh jesus and uh <clears throat> you know they just went out of the gates all guns blazing and everything and i'm just like dude i all right i'm in i'm back in i'm watching new japan from now on <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there are two guys to get you back into it, Ishii and Shibata are probably the two I'd pick, other than, you know, Okada and Tanahashi for that I mean, time. Right about that time was probably a good time to get back into it because they were starting to pick back up. I think it must have been right when Omega was coming in yep, and becoming was, uh, the cleaner. Devitt was still in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I figured. Uh, I think the Bullet Club was just getting just it. Just starting up. Yeah. Oh my God. With 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 uh, Devitt riding the shoulders of Bad Luck Fale. Dude. Yep. With his uh, acoustic guitar. I I yeah. wanted Eric I wanted Eric Rowan to do that with Daniel Bryan when they were in a <laughs> when they were heels so that badly. Cool. <laughs> I did, I used to just have a joke with one of my friends and call Eric Rowan the underboss just because it, it would <laughs> it would have fit. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Well, he had the sheet mask. It shouldn't be the underboss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm the old man of New Legacy. I make terrible dad jokes. So. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're stealing Taylor's shtick. No. <laughs> hey, come on. I was, I was Anybody who can crack a good dad joke has my respect. So. I was going to say, I think he and uh, Jay-Z Flair should get together. Oh, yeah, oh, totally. Shit. We had Jay-Z Flair. Four hour of dad joking. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago. We watched the 2020 Royal Rumble. And it was Dad Joke Central. I loved it. Shit, there might be a market for that. <laughs> Maybe. We'll have to do it. We'll have to get both of them back on and and just have a joke off during a match. Oh my. <laughs> Jay -Z's, Jay Z's an awesome dude. Hey Jay Z, how you doing? Breaking that fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Shibata here, living up to his little reputation of hey, you're. <laughs> You're an established uh, Puro dad. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> How many kicks do you want to throw? Shibata, yes. <laughs> All of them. The whole time. Until your jaw gets unhinged from your face. It sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I love how in this he looks just as like he looks the same as when he like retired. Yeah. Like he Absolutely. didn't age at all, except mentally. Well, I think this was like when he was doing the conditioning for it. Because if you watch younger Shibata matches, he a thick boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he a bit of a thick boy. Even his hair, like his freaking hair slimmed down around this time too. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen enough older uh, Shibata or just older Japanese wrestling in general. And that's on me. I should change that. But it's fine. Hey, you know, do the research. Watch more wrestling. There's yeah. literally there is a ton of stuff out there. If you were to type in Shibata's name, whether it be on YouTube or Vimeo or anything yeah. else, you'll you'll find some gems in there. And, yeah, um, for sure. I recommend him versus. I mean, every it's gotten the rounds now, but him versus Junakiyama is a good. Oh God, oh. him versus Junakiyama is brutal as shit, and uh, him versus Toshiaki Kawada, as well. <laughs> Uh, short match, so that should give you an idea of how, <laughs> yeah. how it's going to be. 
Oh my god, these fucking headbutts. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no wonder he- Oh, god. Leading into it. And yeah. we wonder why he, what happened happened. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I watched, um, the match that got me into Shibata was him and Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, yeah. Oh my god, where he just murders him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, this dude just does not fuck- does not fuck around at all. Zero fuckery <laughs> to be had. Ow? And now just getting battered front and back by Kinsuke. It's like every month that's happened in the past year. <laughs> Here's my hand at the dad jokes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of like Japanese style that I absolutely love because it's it's totally like unique to to them. It's something you don't really see mm -hmm. anywhere else. Absolutely, um, like because I grew up in the era, like training and stuff like that. Like we were doing the tape trainings and we would watch like you know, Misawa, Kobash, the Pillars, mm. and the era of the head drop, basically. Yeah. Um, I, as much as I would watch those matches with enjoyment, I was more along the lines of like heavy, hard strikes mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. suplexes and stuff like that. Never really too big on the head drops, but like, <laughs> but headbutts always made me cringe. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the yeah, thing. I that's actually... the thing that stood out, stood out about Japan to me was just the strikes. Yeah. And how they land. I actually. It, when I was in college, I did a project about like concussions in in wrestling, and I used a clip. I used the clip of Shibata doing the headbutt, which ended oh. up like in, like severely injuring him, like in the class. And people were like, "Like that's wrestling? Like isn't that the, the fake stuff?" And people were like, "I was like, yes, that's yeah. They do this sometimes too. Not so <laughs> fake now. Yeah, yeah. That feel fake." That's nope. open head butt. <laughs> yeah. Head to butt action. I was going to say, a little take on the Dave Schultz. Uh. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you are dealing with someone who's uh, who's like, oh, wrestling, that's fake, right? You, you, you don't show them this match or yeah. show them that match from the Okada match. Like, there's so many great, especially from Japan, where it's like, hey, you think this doesn't hurt? New Japan is yeah. always the company to get people to shut the fuck up about the fake yeah. wrestling thing, which is For always sure. awesome. It's kind of like just a little ace that, that we can pull as fans. Yeah. Oh my god, now they're silent, too. Yeah, because they want to hear the... They want to hear the, the brutality, yeah. I love how there is a very small child in the front row. Well, yeah, I mean, they couldn't find a sitter or you know, <laughs> get into it. That's what I want to do with my kids. I want to bring them to shows like that. You guys want to watch two <laughs> grown men beat each other up? Okay. I wonder. I wonder what a dojo that kid's training in now. <laughs> right. You know what? Just for the fuck of it, I'm gonna say all Japan. <laughs> Just cause. Hey. <laughs> And Noah just started running shows again, didn't they? Uh, yeah. And, and Muda, Muda's been changed, been changed their yeah, changed their uh, logo and gave the title to Muda. Yeah. Which I'm not mad at. I'm not against it. Right on. Yeah. I'm not one of these age and wrestling people. I think if you can still go, if you can still draw, if you can still entertain people, then fuck it. Just I don't care if they have a, a belt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's. Oh God, uh, there was. Uh, I mean, there is a difference between aged and can still work, and then taking royalties like you know with Impact and yeah. mm -hmm. their history with 
Hogan and his friends. I'm like, dude, those guys don't do shit. Like, yeah. Let the hungry fucking feed, and then let the ones who are still hungry, let them feed as well. Yeah. And Noah has definitely been good for it. Like, I've been looking... I've When Kazunari Murakami came back, I lost my mind. That dude is the scariest-looking bastard ever. Not the reputation of Suzuki, but the same death stare. But... Uh, and then you got like you know Funaki and uh, I mean Sakuraba still working. I love mm-hmm. it. Like it's just you know if if they can still work, just let them work. Um, when you were going through the the, the mispronounced Japanese names, I actually uh, the oh, first no. thing that came to mind was uh, Todd Grisham had a very brief uh, UFC commentary career, and yeah. I think it oh, ended God. when they inducted i think it was uh yeah i think it was sakuraba into like the hall of fame or something or they were like honoring him and he had to pronounce the name and he said it was it was like kazushi sakuraba and it was just Uh, awful it was was, (laughs) terrible yeah i was like you worked in wrestling you should know these things you think todd grisham gave a fuck (laughs) While he was I in mean, wrestling, uh, it's Christian. Yeah. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, after uh, after Michael Cole's uh, very unenthusiastic uh, call of him at the Royal Rumble when his when he returned there, I'm convinced that it's just a rib. That it's just it's a running be. joke. Whenever Christian comes back, no one gives a shit. It's Christian. Hey, <laughs> Christian. <laughs> Lest we dive into the blue dot. Yep, the legendary blue dot. What are you doing, Shibata? What are you doing? Superplex! Superplex! Kind of want to lift the motherfucker up. (laughs) (laughs) No bounce, by the way. Yeah, that is a uh, plastic ring. But it did kind of land a bit on the side, so maybe that has a little do with it. It's not a bump, it's Maybe. a plop at that point. Yeah. yeah. Nice little hip plop. That's always good. Big back body plop. I gotta call that next time I do a match. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Now we reach the chest kick portion of this yeah. matchup. And Sasaki's back to his feet. That is something you do not, not want. I, I'm oh. scared. I'm scared. <laughs> and yeah, the forearms. You, they're starting doing those combinations there. And oh, this is Bring it, motherfucker! <laughs> we are going Power Warrior turn now. <laughs> yeah! Let's go. He's doing the hustle. Different promotion. <laughs> Ow! Oh my How's he, gosh. He's taking like at least a dozen of these now. When a man goes almost five minutes chop battling uh, Kobashi, I think he can. That's just, also yeah, true. Yeah, I think he can take. I can take things. He just becomes numb at that point. It's just like fuck it, more. Oh, building a, oh. <laughs> building a nice callus around his sternum. Oh yeah. Oh shit. At this point, his che- he doesn't even have ribs. It's just like a full chest plate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that got him in the Whoa. jaw. 
Yeah, that was a little high. Oh, he's gonna, he's already saying, I'm going to get like, your receipt for that one. So. Yeah. That's oh, so how he's going <laughs> to lay him out, isn't he? And you can see that took a lot out of Shibata. That was just everything. Yeah, it was the rooftop fight from Friday the 13th. Jason takes Manhattan. He just laid everything he had in him, and now he's going to get his fucking head taken off. Ah, PK! Let's see. Oh, and a kick out. Oh, into the arm bar. <laughs> that was clean. Mm -hmm. I love a good uh, pin into a submission transition. Oh, yeah. Love love those. Absolutely. Not used enough. Now he's in the triangle? Yep. Referee asking him. It's like a Japanese Briscoe. <laughs> kind of does. Mad respect to this, this referee for, you know, not shaving his head despite his... I, I I I can only call a phenomenal hairline. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Jeez. Oh. Oh. Got the Minoru Suzuki oh, haircut. Oh, wow. oh. Suzuki wishes he had that hair. <laughs> so that man is confident. You know, I respect him. Plus, wearing the fancy boots, not yeah. even the standard ref shoes or anything, or even just plain boots. No, he's wearing. You know, fuck you. I'm gonna wear the nice. Uh, gangster style boots. There, there was someone I, in the I, crowd he had to impress that night. I, I don't. Well, I, I don't know this referee's name, but I've seen him like a number of times. He's always him in red shoes are always to the nines when they're refereeing. Oh yeah, nice. You love what you do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> red shoes is a fucking legend. <laughs> Absolutely. Wonder if we'll ever see a shooter in a AEW with uh, with Moxley now that the uh, door has been opened. Oh, I really, really, oh. really want to see that because, like, that's one thing I feel AEW is missing is a, a shooter kind of uh, either you know just an actual legitimate shooter or a feud, a shooter feud. Like, it, yeah, because you think about it, they got the high flying and everything. They got the comedy. They got the they southern got wrestling. The, Southern wrestling, they got the, you know, they got all of it, everything but a shooter. I would love to see a shooter feud. I was referring to Shota Umino, who John Moxley called shooter when he was with him in New oh, Japan. Oh, that shooter. But, but <laughs> also <laughs> what you said. <laughs> also what you said. Well, I mean, what if he give came, me both. Okay, so bear with me here. What okay. if he came in through the forbidden door? welcomes Moxley and then bam kicks Moxley in the balls or whatever and starts you know straight up shooting on him thus giving him the oh. moment Ooh. giving him the moment damn shooter the shooter him have his spotlight shooter the shooter I'm totally I'm here for that I'm here for it too yeah also, based on that uh, one-armed powerbomb, I think Raquel Gonzalez has been watching some Sasaki matches. As she should. Yeah. yeah. You better men's tail. <laughs> and the kick out oh, at one. one. Oh, here we go. Oh, uh, feed, feed me that shit right in my veins, dude. Kick oh, out at one. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. He's he's like, all right, I'm going to kill this fool. Get ready for, for it. kicking me in the jaw. Northern Lights bomb. Oh, he's dead. Good night. Oh, that's good. That's Yori Shibata. Bang! And that's that all she wrote. Amazing.
That was goddamn. Wow, that was an amazing match. That was a really, really fun match, and I had no fucking clue who was gonna win. Gonna be yeah. completely honest with you. Bro, I'm gonna dive into this YouTube channel. <laughs> I just, yeah, me uh, too. Dude, there's, it's, there's more stuff like this. I'm I'm absolutely diving into this. Absolutely, yeah. There, like I said, there is so so much wrestling out there, consisting of familiar faces who had these incredible matches, yet nobody talks about them because you know nobody talks about them. And I mean, even then, like you have wrestling matches of faces that you haven't seen. Either they're still around or you miss the boat on them, but they're mm. still out there to watch. And you're like, damn, how did we not talk about this? And even better, you find American workers in these matches. And you're like, what the shit? What are they doing in there? And they yeah. are putting on some of the best performances you've ever seen. Like people just recently realized that big boss man had a match with Kenta Kobashi. It was a tag match, but he had still? a match with Kenta Kobashi, full blue shirt, everything. Yep, I oh think I've God. seen some seen some gifs of that. If that's that's where I get my my uh, stuff on Twitter. But uh, like just for me, like popping up like on the suggested after this, we have Shibata and Ibushi versus Murafuji and Morishima. Wait, what? Yep, Sasaki, <laughs> Sasaki and Murakami versus Minoru Suzuki and Fujiwara, and Shibata versus Kojima, all from Big Mouth Loud. Okay, that yeah. Is, uh, so that's how has my rest my night. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, has my shit. attention. Yeah. There like I said, it was a neutral ground, <clears throat> a lot of good dream matches, a lot of hard hitters, a lot of crazy shit went down in this fed. It's no longer around because that's what happens, yeah. especially in Japan. Yeah. Like they have these things, they're like, Oh my god, this is incredible. But the promotions don't last because they go in the red or you know, other things. Because everybody yeah. has a different mindset over there than they do here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, Luckily, they recorded it, and it's on the internet, and uh, yeah, it's it's there for the taking. Yeah, Dino, well, you're gonna have to become our our uh, New Japan pin person, or just any Japan wrestling, or wrestling just, you know, our historian, our yeah. local historian. Our local. I, I love <coughs> wrestling. I I freaking love uh, the history of Japan. I'm trying to get the boys over at NL to watch more of that stuff. Right now, they're watching the Attitude Era. I'm like, hey, that's cool. You guys want to watch a real Michinoku Pro tag match where? <laughs> <laughs> like all of Kai and Tai take on everybody from the ECW barely legal match and they're doing shit that you haven't seen. Like- also, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. But <laughs> that sounds awesome. Oh my God. Yeah, well, if you, know- you want, I'll, I'll link you to it later yeah, on. Please do. You guys can just watch it for your pure enjoyment. But those, like I said, man, wrestling has so much great history and so many great moments lined in there. It's, it is a crime that we are not doing the research and watching more wrestling. And because even even not just as fans, but I feel as wrestlers as well, because you could find stuff in there that you would think, oh, shit, it would be cool if this person did this in a match, or mm-hmm. it would be cool if the Bucks did this spot in the match, or if, uh, was it a uh, M2K, or um, excuse me, MSK, MSK did, it, did it in a match. Uh, M2K was uh, Torimon, Dragon Gate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff in there, and... Uh, <clears throat> I, I will until my final breath. I will tell people do the research, watch more wrestling because it is awesome. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think we we've gotten into this like uh, this habit of like, oh well, if you do someone else's move, you're stealing it from them, and it's like, mm, it's, I mean, so much, <laughs> so much has yeah. already been like it is so hard to create new new moves, and it's more about you know finding the inspiration. 
and maybe bring back things that haven't been done in a while or, or styles, or whatever, what it, whatever it might be. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with, like you said, doing the research, uh, watching older matches, you know, getting inspired that way. Um, and then incorporating that into your, into your moveset. If it's, if it's something that applies to you. So yeah, <clears throat> I couldn't have said it better myself, Taylor, but yeah, Dino, thank you so much for that Mac match recommendation. Please, please, please send over more and we'll watch it. And hey, not a problem. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And dude, you're you're always welcome to come back on. And if you have another match suggestion, dude, this was an absolute blast. Um, but where where what do you you got anything going on that you want to promote? You want to plug? This is your time, Dino. Where can the people Absolutely. find you? Yes, yes, you can find me at Dino Winwood. It's all one word on uh, Twitter. Also, uh, Dizzle Wizzle nine eight three. It's as geeky as it's spelled and sounds. <laughs> Um, that's where I post all my random stuff and some of my artwork as well. I also put that on Twitter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can catch me on new legacy Inc from time to time, but you can always find me on official dub three. That's right. W three whole world wrestling. It is a E fed universe or Drooniverse that we put together. Oh. That's uh, Andrew Everett of uh, impact and independent wrestling fame. The oh, big dog. Yeah. From, uh, I, I believe, of Burlington, North Carolina, yeah, CWF Mid-Atlantic uh, yeah. fame. Where we both that went to true. college right around, yeah. uh, just five minutes down the road from Elon. So Andrew oh. Everett. Yep, that's the that's the big dog, the one of the biggest 76ers fans I know. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's his uh, E-Fed, uh, me, him, our friend Nexus, and living legend Courtney Rush. We oh. uh, built this whole little thing of of an e-fed but we do the backstage segments we do the news reports we make it we make an actual wrestling show out of fire pro world wrestling and we take take all the original aki characters like uh punch tekka and jekyll and hanzo man and aki man all those characters we make a wrestling show and a world out of it uh, we are coming up on a year of doing this and the fan base has been growing and it's been wonderful and, uh, yeah, we got everything from high flyers to shooters to deathmatch workers, all for legally safe enjoyment. <laughs> uh, for example, Cactus Jack will be known as Prickly Pete. And, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> super Leather is Mega Meat. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's that type of fun, that type of enjoyment. But we do it every Wednesday and Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just come on out and join us. You can also follow uh, at official dub three let me make sure i have that correctly because i don't want to screw that up but um yeah it's it's fantastic if not you could just follow me or you could follow andrew everett or uh living legend courtney rush but we do it every week two times and it is so much fun and we hope you guys could come out and check us out oh yeah taylor you got anything else you want to ask dino while we have him on the line at least no i i've, I've had a blast yeah, talking man. to you getting to know you for a little bit and uh watching this match and i'm definitely gonna have to check out that uh that efed that's I, i've never really uh you know gotten into that but i i need i need content i need things to watch i'm, I'm running out of things to do here so um definitely definitely gonna check that out yeah i will link you no problem awesome awesome thank you so much dino winwood for coming on the wrestling regular wrestling review podcast and uh until next time my friend take care man i thank you so much for coming it's been a blast and you are always welcome here doing a regular thing on a regular wrestling show with two regular guys just talking about wrestling as vague as you can get, I guess. But, I, was say, I, I appreciate it. And, uh, I, I got the idea. So. <laughs> Dino Winwood, everybody. Thank you, Dino, so much for coming on. 
thank you so much again. It was it was fun. I had a lot of fun. I, I hope to come back soon. Oh yeah. Taylor, that was an absolute blast. Dino Winwood, as we said, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um and now we transition into a great week of wrestling once again on Wednesday nights. But before that, Taylor's gonna bring us some Sunday night wrestling action from Vengeance Day, NXT show that they ran on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. They had a phenomenal NXT takeover, Vengeance Day, on Sunday night. Truly a, a, a show that goes back to, you know, like the glory days of TakeOver. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, this was one of the best wrestling shows I've seen in a long time. A lot of matches uh, for me ended up on on my uh, match of the year list. Oh, they got A pluses um, in my books for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's jump into them. Uh, we start off the night with the finals of the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, <clears throat> with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez facing Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And this match, let me tell you what, this was probably the best women's tag match I've ever seen. And I wouldn't argue probably, with that. And probably one of the best just tag matches in general that I've ever seen. And I'm going to, oh, wow. I'll be honest, my expectations for this match weren't really super high, but oh, it blew me away. It was hard hitting, nonstop action. Um, I'm really, you know, Two I very it was solid kind of, teams as well. Yeah. I definitely had me, on edge wasn't really I, I came in thinking oh this is gonna you know Dakota and Raquel are gonna you know wrap this up but Ember and Shotzi put on a amazing performance amazing fight but in the end you know Raquel Gonzalez just absolutely wiped people out and as as she does um as she should and, yeah and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez pick up the win and they are the first ever Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Champions, a deserving team. Um, I mean, when you looked at the the lineup at the beginning of the tournament, you you thought that they were probably the the ones who were going to walk away with it. Um, and as Wade Barrett liked to remind people, this was his pick. This was his pick the whole time. Oh my god, he sounded um, like uh, Booker T or JR or Jerry during a Rumble, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I, I love Wade Barrett on commentary. He's he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but this was a a incredible match. If if I did star ratings, I'm I'm not saying I do star rating. I mean, sometimes maybe I do, but uh, I would maybe give it four and three quarters if I did star ratings. Nice. If I did star ratings, um, followed this one up um, with another phenomenal match: um, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida for the North American Championship. Uh, by far, uh, Kushida's biggest. Um, moment or, oh, or match oh, yeah. so far in in nxt and boy it delivered <laughs> yes yes that is literally took the words out of my mouth um a technical masterpiece as you would expect with both of both of these guys um i saw people saying oh, it's a drew gargano match it goes too long and uh, look it was a long match but i thought that personally i thought it, every every second of it was warranted um I thought they they both were phenomenal, um, really going back and forth. Uh, not not sure who again. Not sure who was going to win it. Um, and that's kind of what you what you want in a in a wrestling match. You want it to be a a you know when the when the finish happens, you want to go. Oh, didn't see that coming. Yeah, like with um, that match we just watched. 
Yes. Um, and in the end, uh, Johnny Gargano hits two of his one final beat DDTs, one on the stage and one in the ring, to pick up the pinfall. I like how they had a little New Japan Kushida. finish, you know, the double finishers. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that shit. Yeah. Um, and the match, that was a, there was a lot of um, submission wrestling for most of the match. Um, and I personally, I think we're, we're probably lining up to see a rematch with these two down the line. I would like it to be a submission match. Ooh. I think that these two are kind of cut out for a submission match. We haven't had a submission so, match in WWE in a long time, I don't think. It's been a very long time. And I think it's a, a stipulation that's very underutilized. Um, and, I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't have more of them. Mm-mm. And I think, I think that this is a, a, a feud that could really warrant a, a submission match. Um, before this match, we also did see um, Dexter Loomis get kidnapped. Or, sorry, Dexter Loomis kidnapped Austin Theory. Yeah, with the, uh, with the chloroform rag. Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. I laughed my ass off at that. Yeah. yeah. Keep, um, be- keep eating up Austin Theory. Of course, he does come back yeah. on, on Wednesday night. But with a fanny with, pack. With very little, yeah. little explanation, and I was kind of confused by it, but yeah. whatever. We'll, we'll get there. Um, moving on uh, to the men's dusty cup finals we have grizzled young vets versus the debuting msk and let me tell you what i've been saying you want your finishes to be surprises talk about a surprise oh yeah i i really if i if i had one match on this card where i was like yeah i i know what the winner is going to be i was dead certain that it was going to be grizzled young vets yeah, I remember and, you saying that last week too. And it wasn't. No. MSK picks up the victory in wow, I know this is gonna be shocking based on what I've said already, but a phenomenal this match. This behind I oh my dude, it's hard to pick a favorite, and we'll talk about it at the end, but this this match was fucking awesome. <laughs> like yeah. to my the point where my roommates who don't watch wrestling like turn their heads at the screen and were like, Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They MSK are, I mean, look, it's it is very clear from from how they've been presented in this tournament and how they've how they won this match that they are being put on a pedestal in NXT and, and they are going so. to be they are going to be big time players in this NXT tag division and eventually probably before too long on the main roster at the, at the rate that they're going. Oh yeah. So, um. Big, big moment for them. A phenomenal match. And the Rocket is strapped to MSK. And right, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Next match was the Women's Championship match, the triple threat between Io Shirai, Tony Storm, and Mercedes Martinez. Unfortunately for me, this match kind of missed. Um, it was definitely, definitely the low point of the night. Um, it was still good. There was a moment. That it was it was fine for me, um, and the thing is that um, there was a moment on the outside with Tony Storm. She was going to set up the announce table for something, and the announce table just fell yeah. when she when she went over. Someone said. And, someone said uh, the announce table was just nervous. They really liked Tony, and I was like saying, <laughs> "I mean, hey, if I was that announce table, I too would have crumbled." Um, but, um, I, that, when that happened, I think 
I, I don't know. We obviously don't know what that spot was going to be, but it really threw off the rhythm of the match. Yeah, you and could tell they were scrambling a little bit. Yeah, everything after that felt just it felt unprepared. I'm not I'm not saying that it all was, but it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And unfortunately the match suffered for it. Um and it just it didn't really the the camera was kind of or sorry, not the camera, the uh finish was kind of clunky. Um yeah, just didn't really. It didn't never really got out of that setup gear, Mm-mm. which is yeah, which it, it was the it issue. Didn't kick into a higher gear. But um, that being said, I I still liked what they did in the ring, and I think you know Mercedes, Tony, and EO. No matter what happens, you're still going to get a uh, pretty good match. Yeah, but, I think you've got a, like three one-on-one matches right there that are very very intriguing. It looks like Tony is probably going to be based on you know. Things I things that ha- I don't know if there was a much that happened on NXT, um, but it looks like she's going to be the one to get the next shot. I'm all here uh, for one it. on one. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely here for that. We know that they can put on a mm-hmm. an amazing match. And finally, we get to the main event. Oh my goodness! Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship. And I'm telling you right now. This is almost certainly going to be my match of the year. Already, I can't. I can't see another match beating this. This, this was match one fucking rule, dude. This was one of my like all-time favorite matches. This is one of the best matches I have ever seen, and I am. I don't feel like I'm overstating at all we talked about not working a wwe style match in wwe like when we mm-hmm. watched Walter and uh ilja dragunov and mm-hmm. this is like another one of those where they're like these are just two world-class people in the ring right yeah now. finn yeah. finn dude i'll get into it more later I'll, I'll let you talk more about the match but finn balor is is goaded yeah you know when he came into nxt right I now that I thought that like his his main roster run had he he kind of stalled and his matches were repetitive and I, I wasn't really well, he had Shinsuke him. syndrome you know he's gonna phone it yeah in. it wasn't he was I just wasn't feeling it with him on the main roster and now he has come to to NXT and it, I will say I think it took him a bit of time he still kind of suffered from that at the beginning but let me tell you what and this you know his matches with Kyle O'Reilly and now this match with Pete Dunne this was another level this yeah. is a side of, of finn that we haven't seen in probably since he got his shoulder injury yeah i mean this is this is finn balor you know in form at his at his best and at his best he is one of the best in the world as is pete dunn who would have thought and <laughs> and and, the, and they showcased it in in this match and you know the, just it was a, it was an absolute masterpiece Finn um, picked I, up I the talk. win with the Bloody Sunday, too. Mm-hmm. Or 1916. Sorry. I, yes. I just love that other name, dude. I love um, it. It's such a good finisher name. Anyways. Yeah. You know, I think I, I mentioned last time I said this was for Edge versus Randy Orton, but it, it felt like every single move they did, every single moment and second of the match felt like it mattered. There was no inconsequential actions. And the rest which holds, think, which were just fucking brutal submissions. Yeah, they weren't even rest holds. Everything was, everything looked like it hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, I think some matches can suffer from things that feel inconsequential. 
and don't really, you know, either whether it's people not selling things correctly or, or whatever it might be, or, you know, wrestled, which I you know, you can't blame people for having wrestled, especially yeah. in long matches like this one was. Um, but uh, this was, this was, it was perfect. It was a perfect wrestling match, five stars plus all around. Um, and then after the match, we have out of nowhere, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch come out and they attack That's Finn Balor. Yes, they attack Balor and surprisingly, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong and Adam Cole come out hey, to run off, run them off. And what happens next? Will shock you. <laughs> but Adam <laughs> Cole super kicking Finn Balor. And everyone's oh. like, what the fuck? Wait, whoa. Hey, whoa. I thought we were, we, were, hey. we were kind of cool, you know, recently. Bullet Everything club is, for life, right? Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Kyle, Kyle's like, hey, hey, man, what, what the fuck? What, what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Why, why'd you do this? And then Adam Cole super kicks Kyle O'Reilly. Oh. Me, when, I, when this happened. And the logo showed was, up, too. Yeah. I was shitting myself. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is one of the biggest turns in recent wrestling history this is this is monumental because I mean, just based on tenure that the undisputed era had yeah yeah they're one of the currently the longest running teams in in wrestling and we're well we're yeah unfortunately but Rip. i mean look i think we all I, i've kind of speculated the last few weeks you know what was next for undisputed era mm-hmm. um how, how what more could they do in nxt and now you have just created the greatest storyline running right now. The most, you know, question marks, the most open-ended storyline um, that oh you can God. pretty much do in wrestling. There's and we're so going to get matches. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, dude. Yeah. Holy There's shit. So, so many matches that you can make out of it. You can run with this for, for so long. Months. Now, I don't think it will Mm-mm. because I think I, I, I lined this up for, for Mania. And here's, here's how I see it happening. Go ahead. Um, I think Karrion Cross is still hanging around. I think he's going to be in the title picture, and that's going to make people upset. But that's going to be okay. It's what's going to because happen, they can though. do that because that, no, it's fine. And you know what? I don't really care. I I don't. I like mind Cross. Him. I like. I don't Cross. mind him at all. Yeah. Um, and I think UE they're going to do their thing leading up to to Mania and the Mania Takeover. So what's going to happen at the Mania Takeover is we're going to have um. Uh, Finn Balor is going to face Karrion Cross for the NXT title, and you're going to have Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. And then, uh, in, in that match, that will, there will probably be some sort of stipulation, preferably loser leaves NXT. So Ooh. then you can move Adam up and I like that. leave Kyle O'Reilly, who, for me, would win that match. Finn Balor wins his match. You have Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. Mania? On WrestleMania, ah, uh, yep. I am all for that, dude. And g- give give Kyle O'Reilly his his crowning moment. If not now, that, in, give me Adam, Kyle, and Finn. At yeah, Mania. in some time, there, I personally, I think there's time. In I mean, we're still what seven weeks from Mania. There's yeah. time in there to do a, a Adam Cole uh, versus Finn Balor match, and I think they're kind give of me already it. setting up some some like big. I think they they kept mentioning March third. Uh, the during the Dusty Roads thing, so it looks like they might be playing a big show for that night. And Adam yeah, has already yeah. made his intentions clear that he wants the NXT title. So, I mean, there's time to do an Adam Cole versus Finn Balor match in between now and 
and the Mania Takeover. Yeah. So um, I, I was going to say while while we're on the subject of NXT, do you want to just roll into this week's show? I honestly I wasn't even going to touch on it that much. I was. For yeah, me, or, was any, nothing, or anything that stood out to you, at least. Nothing much of consequence happened besides the Undisputed Era and Kyle O'Reilly um, developments, which was uh, Roderick Strong, Finn Balor, and Kyle O'Reilly forced to team up against Pete Dunne, uh, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. Um, the team, you know, there was, there was controversy at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly wants to talk to Adam Cole. Adam Cole doesn't come out. Instead, Roderick Strong does, and he's trying to calm him down. He's like, this isn't about you. Uh, same for, for Finn Balor. He comes out. He's like, hey, I've got business with him, too. Um, I've got a fight to so, pick. Yeah, so leads into the match. You know, match goes on. Adam Cole comes out during the match, hits a brain buster on the stairs on Kyle O'Reilly, just destroyed, leaves him destroyed at ringside. They end up doing a your job for him after the fact. Yeah, um, and we don't have to dive uh, into all the hyperventilating on Twitter. Yeah, there's some big controversy. We're just happy Kyle's stuff. okay in that it's a, it's idiot. a really and it's a really good work. Good job, WWE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no for me. It was pretty obvious that we yeah. were walk, yeah. watching live, and I don't understand how someone was able to make it into some something huge. Well, that's um, how you know who. Pe- well, that's how you know like who doesn't watch the show. Well, I mean, kind of the person who said it was. At the show was. I'm, at just, I'm just saying, in terms of the rumors being stoked, you know that like that. I mean, the I, flame I, the flames grew because some people just took it and ran with it. Yeah, I guess I I understand what you're saying. And they but, probably didn't watch the show. Yeah. Anyways, but either way. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely, we are setting up for a amazing storyline that is going to happen over the next mm-hmm. month or so, and. Let me tell you what uh, I hate hate to say it, but if I'm watching the if I'm watching a Wednesday night show live right now, it's NXT. Yeah, hundred percent, especially I, with the storyline going on. I gotta say, like, uh, you know, I, I I like both. We both like both shows here. Mm-hmm. We try to. I okay. I think I'm gonna start watching NXT live too, dude. I'm sorry, Duval, but uh, NXT's been firing off, dude. They've been fucking killing it lately. The the Zia Lee stuff's great. I hope she mur- um, she's gonna murder Casey. She's yeah. Lose. I I, re- I really wish it was a mask versus mask match or something. <laughs> but um, I saw that tweet on Twitter. I thought Me that too. was funny. That um, was good. Zoe Stark looks cool. I really mm-hmm. liked her debut as well. But yeah, I think NXT is is wrestling wise behind SmackDown. Obviously, because SmackDown's on another level right mm-hmm. now too. That's yeah. that's the best show on television. Mm-hmm. For wrestling, NXT, hundred percent. Yeah, but hundred percent. I guess that transitions us over into Dynamite, yeah, where, where shit actually happened, which is awesome. Uh, so it opens up Hangman and Matt Hardy against the Hybrid Two. Uh, basically, a little recap of what happened with the contract switcheroo. It was a fine match. It was okay. No, no outcome in doubt. Uh, Hardy tags himself in and gets the win again. Um, basically. Afterwards, Hardy says, give it up for Adam Page, everybody. And he says, psych, 30% of your contract, bitch. But Hangman's like, uh, actually, you might want to read that over one time. And he brings out the Jags mascot. I forgot what they called him. Jackson Duvall's the name, I think. Yeah, I think that's his name. Awesome. Uh, he's got balloons and stuff. And basically, he's like, ha, well, I get 100% of your quarter one earnings in, in, in my contract. And Hardy's like, no, this is wrestling. That's bullshit. Why don't we have a match, a big money match? And 
Hangman, if he wins, keeps 100% of Matt Hardy's Q1 earnings. And if he loses, Hardy gets 100% of Hangman's Q1 earnings. So it's going to be a fun little match. But afterwards is what I actually liked about it. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy uh, takes off the Jags, uh, I guess, head and starts beating up Adam Page. And they're all hybrid two, Matt Hardy and Cassidy are all beating up uh, Adam Page. And then the Dark Order come down to the rescue, and they're being barked at and ordered to attack by minus one. Fucking yeah. awesome. And you can hear him, like, you know, in the back. Like, go, mm-hmm. go, go. I love it, dude. And Hangman almost got Hardy with a buckshot, but he ducked out. And the Dark Order and Hangman have a little moment where they kind of, like, acknowledge and appreciate uh, each other. Like, you know, like, kind of like, hey, uh, oh, you're here? Oh, thanks. Kind of like that, but this like, is like when you're when you see your ex at a party. And yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like you're both just kind of. It's when you're both standing alone and you're not talking to anyone, and you you see them and you're like, ah, I mean, uh, ugh, well, let's let's you know let's catch up, let's catch up for old time's sake, and then and then you leave at the end. And you're like, hey, you know what? That was good. That's why but, I moved to it, Tennessee but, so I don't have to do that. No, I'm kidding. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm joking, but um, I think this story is really really wholesome. I love it. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. And um, the more I see the Hangman and the Dark Order, I, I want it to happen, personally. But either way, we'll see where it goes, I guess, Taylor. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. So I, I have, I have um, you mentioned, you know, the, the post-match attack. I, I want to circle back to that when we're, when we're done with, um, when, with this review. Because uh, there was a theme uh, on Dynamite this week. Oh, and, yeah, I think um, I know what you're thinking. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle yeah, back. and this is this is where we get a little nitpicky about dynamite, but we'll leave it there. Uh, there's a little interview with Marvez in the inner circle, and basically PNP is like, "We've been waiting a while to get this shot." Uh, MJF MJF says, uh, "Sammy's got to nut up and apologize." And Jericho was like, "Everyone was watching dynamite last week, and the week before, and the week before." And I said, "You're telling me, man." Um, he says, "Majority of." Sammy quitting was Sammy's fault, and this was a funny bit because MJF right afterwards goes like, damn right, and then Jerrica just, just goes, shut up. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Jerrica says Sammy's dead to him, and they gas up Santana and Ortiz, and I wrote down, I really think MJF is going to beat the shit out of Jericho after their match at Revolution. I really do. I don't think they're going to do two turns in that sort of time. You think there's going to be another turn? No, I don't, think, I don't think there will be. I don't think that would, I don't think it makes sense. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. I, uh, it's going to happen. MJF is going to happen eventually. But I mean, no, I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I really do, but I could be wrong, you know? So I'll stop speculating there. Up next, we had the Women's World Title, title Eliminator, the returning Riho up against Serena mm-hmm. Deeb. And uh, the ones that have advanced in the tournament so far include Yuka Sakazaki, Emi Sakura, Ryo Mizunami. Aja Kong and Thunder Rosa and Rio was gone for 11 months, dude. I did not mm-hmm. know that. And I wrote down, damn, I forgot how good she was. Yeah. Holy uh, shit. This match was phenomenal. Like this is and what they happened. Got time. And they gave him, they gave him a ton of time. That was one of like, my I notes. was like, damn it. Like I was getting ready to like, eat dinner with my family. I was like, okay, the match is almost over. Okay. The match is almost over. Okay. The match and it just kept going, but it, like it was good. It was amazing. Oh yeah. And Serena, um, Serena was working like a heel. Which yeah, is awesome. I, I, and I mean, I think Riho's always going to be a, a face. face so. Yeah. And Serena can do anyone, and and I, she could also have a good match with literally anyone on the planet. Yeah. She is a, she's really gotten to showcase in, in AEW how, how fantastic good she is. of a yeah. 
a wrestler she is. So Serena's being a great heel in this match. She's like cutting Rio off at every turn. There are a couple spots that just kind of stood out to me just because like fucking awesome women's wrestling on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it. Um, Rio went for a chance, like a Northern Lights suplex, and Serena would cut it off into a chancery. And I just wrote down, it seems like Serena just really wants to hurt people when she's in the ring. Yeah. She catches like Rio's leg halfway through the match and just starts going to town on it, just dropping the hammer and doing uh, dragon screws and all that. So many near falls and a bunch of bin, pin combinations. Um, jackknives, Gato rolls, and boom! Rio rolls up Serena. So this was a phenomenal match, and JR said a quote, that said, gentlemen, you have some work to do tonight. And I said, yes, they fucking do. Yes, they do. That was a great match. Dynamite. AW, give me more of this shit. Give me more. Because now I'm actually a little more excited about your women's division. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought? You know? Yep. So, and my, queen, my queen's going to be on, uh, on the YouTube show next week. So Anna J and uh, Britt Baker, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. We'll, be, we'll be watching. Uh-huh. Um, so up next, there's a little vignette with Jade. She's trading, uh, training with Shaq on a basketball court and Jade's balling out. I said, she looks like a fucking monster again. She looks like an absolute star. And I really dig these vignettes. I really do. Skipped it. So, uh, Oh no, I I, I like it. I skipped through. I like it because, because they're like a minute long and it just makes Jade look like a badass. And you know, March 3rd is the match. I'm going to stop fucking it up. March 3rd is the match. Uh, Shaq and Jade versus Cody and red velvet. So from there, we go into a match that I had no real um, interest in, and I didn't watch Dynamite Live this week. So I didn't really pay attention to this, but it was quick. It was quickly over before it began. Are you talking about uh, Cassidy and Luther? Yeah, Cassidy and Luther. I literally literally fast-forwarded through it. I was like, nope, no need. need, Nothing even happened after the match. Skip it. No, no. So Orange Cassidy wins. Boom. And then we move on. (laughs) That's where we'll go. We love you, Orange Cassidy. Um Team Taz is out here next, and Hook Kata Hajime is out there too in the hoodie. <laughs> Taz is pissed off once again, just every week, every fucking week. He's yelling. He's like, oh, I think bet. That's, his, that's his base. That's his base is pissed. Yeah, I love it. And it always has been. Uh, he's like, oh, bet. You're going to call us out, Stinger? I heard you're going to call us out tonight. Come on down. Call us out. And Sting comes out. And Taz is basically goading Sting on, like, you don't need the bat. You don't need the bat to face us three if you're really the stinger. So Sting's like, bet, I'm going to drop the bat. Big mistake, because Sting starts taking it to Cage. Hook distracts Sting with the bat, and uh, it's enough for Cage to just nap Sting up and plant the 61-year-old with a fucking powerbomb. Wait, he's 61? I thought he was 59. I mean, it's not a big difference, but like, still. I think he's 61. Either way. Holy shit. Too old to be taking that. Holy shit, though, someone touched Sting. And I don't know if it, I said, I said either uh, Sting selling the living fuck out of this or he's actually hurt again. Um, so I hope it's the former, but that's a way to drive up my interest in match, you know, in the match, like cage power bombing Sting. And in, if you watched last week's episode, you know, you know how big of a fucking beast Brian Cage is. So yeah, I, um... I thought that ruled. I I don't need to see him take him bumps, man. I just don't it just, need to just see scare it. you a little I'm, bit. I don't I don't I don't want it. I don't want him taking bumps. Like I'm still really hoping this is a cinematic or like semi. You know how they did like the uh, yeah the parking lot brawl, yeah, like that. Yeah, but um, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. so you gotta do something to keep Stink from taking bumps. He, yeah. he can't be doing this. Yeah, that that was that was it. It, it was awesome, but I'm also like. At the same time, holy fuck, is Sting okay? 
You know, because yeah. you, you don't know. So up next, mm-hmm. we get a short little Kenny segment reading to children in the nursery. And the only thing I really liked about this, because it didn't really like advance the story all that much. Um, Marvez found his way into the nursery to interview Kenny. <laughs> and, 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 Kenny's, and Kenny's basically like, what the fuck are you? Get out of here, dude. Uh, so I just thought that was funny. And then we move to a really good match between two really good tag teams. Shocker. The Young Bucks are defending the AW uh, Tag Team Championships against Santana and Ortiz. And, oh my God, Santana and Ortiz came to work that night. Holy yes, shit. they did. They had a wheelbarrow tag team move into a magic killer position, and then they faked that and did like a neck and backbreaker? I thought that was yeah, really that was, cool. That move was, was sick. The inner circle got booted from by Rick Knox, so... uh. Either way, Santana Ortiz really proved that, like, holy shit, they can still go without him, and it's boy, did they prove kind that. of the what, what what stood out to me was how insane it was that they haven't gotten more opportunities. No, in yeah, like it's it's they've been battled with Inner Circle and yeah. gotten absolutely nothing out of that, and it has that it, that tonight showed you how much of a crime that 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 is. Yeah, like there was a. Like Santana hit an avalanche falcon arrow, and like there was mm-hmm. a Koji clutch as well. And yeah. uh, basically, a uh, bunch of near falls. There's a street sweeper, but Na- Matt Jackson literally dove over Rick Knox to break it up. And mm-hmm. basically, the finish comes when Ortiz is outside on the apron shouting, on that apron shouting, the best, the best, the best. And he <laughs> walks right into an inside cradle, and the Bucks retain. And then afterwards, uh, I think your, your trend is continuing, Taylor, because the Inner mm-hmm. Circle come to beat the Bucks up. And uh, you go backstage, Kenny and the, bu- and the Good Brothers are like, what the fuck, man? Why can't we go out there? And you see Don just being like, nah, guys, don't get involved. You don't need to be. Um, but Don ends up kind of politicking around Kenny right in front of him uh, and just sends the Good Brothers out who gingerly make their way to the, la- the ring like an hour later. And yeah. So, more build to that match, I guess. Not very excited about the tag match, to be honest. But we'll see. Who who knows? Um, For for all I know, AEW could just be doing this and be like, ha, Jericho and MJF, just kidding. But who knows, dude? Honestly, um, the the interest in the tag titles has only gone down since the Bucks have won them, in my opinion. And that's nothing really against the Bucks. It's kind of more just the booking of it all. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about this also at the end of uh, it'll be part of my my end comments that i that i really thought of during during this show in particular mm-hmm. um but we'll, i'm gonna get to that at the end gotcha so uh cody and brandy are having a girl congratulations guys that's awesome yes congrats to them uh Good news next uh i didn't watch dynamite live this week so i skipped this match ftr and Ma- versus man oh, mike side out i shouldn't, shouldn't have, have. No, I, I, okay. I didn't know Mike Seidel was a thing. I didn't know he existed. He's pretty good. Was he? Pretty good. Yeah, I was actually, I, I, I was actually really excited for this match because I wanted to see if he was any good, and he was. So uh, maybe they'll get some, some more opportunities in the tag division. Yeah. Um, um, either way, though. Yeah. And there's a face of the Revolution six man ladder match set for Revolution, and they have three guys mm-hmm. announced so far: Cody, Scorpio Sky, I believe, and Penta. So I'm excited to see who else. Uh, joins that match, which is fucking yeah. awesome. Love, uh, I love me, a, I love me a good multi-man ladder match. Those yeah, are no matter, fun. no matter what promotion, dude, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, agreed. Uh, FDR win with the big rig, and then they grab, they try to cut uh, Mike Seidel's hair out, and then the Jurassic Express uh, come out after the lights go out, 
and they take it to FDR. Continuing uh, the theme. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, these guys are hot. The crowd loves them. Uh, and <laughs> I fucking called it, Taylor. I called it a few weeks back. Tully Blanchard is wrestling <laughs> on AEW Dynamite. I am so you, excited. <laughs> you really have a way of calling things. And it's, uh, it's, uh, I think Tony Khan, I think Tony Khan is, is a listener, dude. I don't know. But um, March 3rd, FTR and Tully are facing off against Jurassic Express. It's going to be fucking awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see Tully in the ring. Dude. Okay, look, from the south of things, these March 3rd shows for, for both promotions are going to be a big deal. So it sounds like uh, our first or second episode of our first episode of March, I, I believe, mm-hmm. is going to be one you won't want to miss. Yeah. So, ooh, we're actually building up some hype for future episodes. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to pick a good batch for that one. Oh, my God, we will. Um, Mox cuts a promo, says basically he's going to whoop Eddie's ass. <laughs> and then the main event happens. And I liked how Mox's partner, uh, partners square up next to him in the crowd when he comes yeah. out. Because it's smart, too. And I like that the announcers are like, well, they don't want him to get jumped before the bell. Uh, cool. Awesome. Because they're going to get jumped after the bell anyways in this episode. <laughs> so it's Mox, Lance Archer, and Ray Phoenix against Eddie, the Butcher, and the Blade. Uh Phoenix continues to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet, and I will die he, on that hill and say uh, it every fucking week he has a match. <laughs> I, I wrote down my like one note for this match was Phoenix changes matches when he comes in. He does. He, dude. Is, he is just a he operates on a different level. Yeah, and, and he's insane. Lance Archer too, dude. He's on an amazing yeah. run. Right dude, now. he's the best. I've, I've said it every single week. He's the best big man in the world. There yep. is no one who touches him. There was a spot where he choke, choke slammed Phoenix onto uh, yeah. Eddie Butcher and the Blade, and then he did a cannonball senton onto yeah. them. That was fucking awesome. It so is in, amazing. In the end, it boils down to Moxley and Eddie. Uh, Eddie hits the, the spinning back fist. Mox responds with a, a brutally stiff lariat that, uh, that, um, <laughs> that uh, Shibata would be proud of, and a paradigm shift for the win. And after mm-hmm. the bell... You guessed it, Taylor. What do you know? Another beatdown. The Good Brothers come out and beat down Kenny and Ma. Uh, and Kenny comes. They beat down Mox. Sorry. And Kenny comes down with the mics uh, and says, uh, "John, you're gonna get your rematch. You're gonna get your rematch because you just keep coming back. And I'm gonna have to put you in the ground. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to break you. I'm gonna have to beat you to just keep you down. So it is gonna be an exploding barbed wire death match." at Revolution for the AEW world title. And you heard me right. An exploding barbed wire death match. And before we started recording, that was the first question Dino asked us. What do you guys think about that? And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah I'm, I'm I wrote, so I wrote, ready for that. I wrote, what the fuck, Tony? <laughs> yeah. I uh, pumped that into my veins. Yeah, dude. Uh, Mox headbutts Kenny in defiance. Kenny hits a pair of brutal V-triggers. And I like Kenny being a, a belting, screaming little man-child of a heel. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it's his best form. So, so this I did like Dynamite in terms of story and where, where we go in terms of Revolution, which actually looks like a decent card now. You know, like one that I'll actually mm-hmm. try to watch live. It's um, shaping up. Yeah, but Taylor, I'll let you have the floor. You've been waiting all episode to speak yeah. your mind on what we've been hinting at. Yeah, well, uh, first, I don't, I don't want to sound like, I mean, obviously, I say this like every week, and yeah. then I do it anyway, but like, I don't want to be like, I'm not trying to be too critical. I just think like, first off, it was a good episode. Lots of things that were very enjoyable. Lots of storyline advancement. Good wrestling, too. 
Yes, and, and great wrestling, especially the women's match. Yep. The thing is, you cannot have, what was it, one, two, three, was it three or four? four? four yeah, three or four post-match beatdowns. That's, uh, you can't, it was four, yeah. That's just, there's no creativity there. That's not unique. And it happens say, every think, single week. And I think, like, if you play, like, a wrestling booking game, like, you know, TEW or Journey of Wrestling, I think they don't even let you book that many post-match beatdowns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's, well, first, we need to see, we need to see more creativity with the booking. You can't just yes. the only way the only way they have to progress a storyline right now is to do a post match beatdown. There's 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 so many more ways that you can do that. Like like when um when Team Taz kidnapped uh, Darby, like that was different. I was like, okay, I'm they should do. I'm not saying they should do sixty kidnapping. Well, they well, actually did two uh, in the t- in two I was weeks. about to say. So, but, <laughs> but like, there's there's other ways you can do things to create intrigue in a storyline, and you don't need to do post-match beatdowns every single week, especially with the same people. Inner like, Circle, it's a fighting show, and Hardy, like, and the Good Brothers. <laughs> it's, it gets old. It gets yeah. old, and it needs more creativity. Also, and this kind of goes with that, is I think they need more linear storylines. What do you mean more, by more that? More linear storytelling. What I mean is that I, I think, I mean, I've said this before, but I think sometimes there's storylines can get jumbled up a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, like too many things trying to go on at once. Um, and like, for example, we don't, why exactly did the main event happen? Like we we know like there's uh, there's been Mox stuff and Eddie in the and past. that's about it. Yeah, no. but like that was done. That's that's been months ago. Yeah. So, so it, why did that need to? I mean, we know we actually I would say it was more Archer and Eddie because they've had their their beef. Yeah. So yeah, you know, huh. I think there you make a good need point. To be a bit more more linear and you know sometimes guess what sometimes people aren't going to be on the show and i think they need to accept that you know doing a vignette is fine or doing an interview is fine just giving uh, like just, anyone with good mic skills like moxley they don't have to be john bucking mm-hmm. moxley doing a promo in yeah. a back alley but like that style does help get people over yeah. if done right yeah yeah and I, I think that i mean hopefully in time these things do sort themselves out but there, I, I think there is a blueprint for the show, and it's getting maybe a bit repetitive. And yeah, and I think, and they and they need to clean clean it up a bit. Um, I think it'll hopefully hopefully click eventually. And so, I will say it's still way better than it used to be, but things could get better. Yeah, and and we're not meaning to shit on dynamite and i, I don't even see it as shitting on no them it's critiquing them. it's critiquing it's when you just go you, you suck it's not that good yeah uh, like, or I saying that eddie kingston is buried or something yeah yeah i think uh, constructive criticism or yeah. critiquing is being a critic is is way different than just being like a yeah this sucks well it, it, yeah that's that's the thing to your point with us it's like you know we we cover both shows every fucking week so we're gonna mm-hmm. pick up on it yeah. And 
also NXT is just operating on a completely different level yeah, right now. It's, it's, there, it's almost yeah. not fair to compare Dynamite to NXT at the moment, but you know that's the nature of I, the Wednesday I, I night war. I think it is helpful too because they are it similar. Is. Yeah. And I think there are things that Dynamite could learn from actually watching NXT. I think that they could take some notes and, and how to put together a, a really good, entertaining, and creative wrestling show. One thing um, I have to give NXT is that their consistents are like, they're, they're, they are very consistent in like advancing their storylines. Very mm-hmm. rarely do I feel like a feud in NXT, at least in the past year or so. Very rarely do I feel like a feud is dragged, you know? Mm-hmm. But that yeah. used to be a problem like back in the Gargano days and him and Ciampa when they had that feud. But rightfully so in that. But either way, I think you're, you're right. NXT just has a better kind of delivery right now of mm-hmm. what they're trying to get done. And who knows? Maybe in between Full Gear and Revolution is kind of like the WWE's time period in between uh, like Survivor Series and the Rumble. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But um, we're hoping for another great week of wrestling as we know March 3rd is going to be a big, big, big day for Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. But um, I, overall, again, I'd say two solid shows of wrestling and Wednesday night's still the best night to watch wrestling, in my opinion. Absolutely. So Friday, Friday Night Smackdown is the A show in all of wrestling, I have to say. Because right... Right now, dude, oh my god, that roster alone. And I know we don't talk about SmackDown a lot, but Taylor, what do you, what do you think, dude? Because I, I, I absolutely love SmackDown. And oh, I, yeah. have, I have for like the past couple months. Yeah, for me, it's pretty much a, it's, it's a can't-miss live show. Like, hey, that's why, yeah. like, right now we're taping it literally <laughs> midnight on a Friday night because I wanted to watch, I wanted to watch SmackDown. And I was like, bet, so, sure. So, um... Like, yeah, it it is a a can't miss show. Roman Reigns is the best thing in all of wrestling. Agreed. And like, like no one can even come close to touching him. He is, nah, he is he's going to be he's going to be number one in the level. PWI already, dude. As he should. Oh, be. he has to be. Has to be. Roman, keep um, doing your thing. Head of the table, tribal chief. Just don't put me in the guillotine, please. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, he's yeah, he's on another level. And you know, as we're starting to build to to. To WrestleMania, it's it's getting even better. So yeah, well, that's another episode of the regular wrestling review in the books for y'all. Twelve episodes down. Uh, who knows how many more to go, Taylor? But uh, <laughs> it it never gets any less fun doing this, and especially when we have people like like Franco Varga last week, like Dino this week, Jay Z uh-huh. Flair. I think we're gonna be uh, chilling on the guests just a little bit. But um, if there's anyone you guys want to see hop on the podcast, please let us know, and we'll try to reach out to them as much as we can. But Dino, once again, my man, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was an absolute blast. Taylor, you know what to do. Yes, uh, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at Tay Redacted. And for everything ECCW, you can find them at X Elite Combat X. And for me also at ECCWGM. We got a lot of stuff coming in ECCW, and I'm very excited because we've had, yes. a, had a few fireside chats with the, uh, with the Stooges in the production truck as well. So I'm very excited to 
actually, you know, be able to promote some of this shit. And who knows? Maybe when the first DCCW match drops, we'll watch along with it. Who knows? I think I think we have to. I think we have to contractually. I think it's in our, think it's in our, think it's in our contracts. In yeah. our kayfabe contracts, yeah. <laughs> but either way, you can follow me at Vendelis Tweets as always. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Reg Rest Review. The, the, the drive for 30 followers, man. We're trying and we're chugging and we're pushing. We'll yeah, and you can always catch our uh, episodes usually up either Saturday or Sunday on Spotify and then a few days after for YouTube as well. But for Taylor Yates, for the rest of the ECCW crew, for Dino Winwood as well, I'm Andrew Vindelis, and I guess there's only one thing left to say. Goodbye and good night. <laughs>